Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game rules by Chaos. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try very hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this podcast may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, events, companies, and etc., that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead, is strictly coincidental. My name is Michael Diamond, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper for the evening, Keeper Michael. I'd like to first start the show by thanking our patrons. Tonight, we have a very special, special show. To, to do that, I'll need to introduce you to who will be joining us. So to my right. It's Lonnie. I'll be playing Lawrence Edward Oliver Forsyth. And uh, fortunately, the rest of the party was sensible this time. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, to his right. I'm Morgan. I play Lillian Lane, and just because I agreed with Lawrence once doesn't mean I'll do it again. Well, it is written down and recorded, so it has happened. That's true. So it can be referred back to uh, later on in case there's a court case uh, at the end of the table. This is Jake. I'm playing Jack Doyle, and I think that a sensible thing is a little premature. Yeah, good man. Good man. Uh, to his right. This is James. I'll be playing Dr. Sigmund Tartenbach, and he hopes that everyone errs on the side of caution, at least. You only have so many bandages. To the, uh, to the doctor's right. This is Tiffany, and I play Maeve O'Shea, and um, I don't know about this werewolf thing. Last but most certainly not least. Uh, this is Alex. I'll be playing Simon Gonger. Another night excursion is clearly in order. And that is where we will begin. So uh, when last we left our investigators, you had decided to make make a jaunt out into the evening, as it were. And so what I'd like to get from you is just kind of a rough idea as to how you will leave the lapping horse, by which method, and then where you'll end up going. Um, So in hindsight, I think uh, Doyle and I are going to be both heading out. However... Do we so? Do we know at this point where the wheelwrights is? You haven't been provided a, a map of the village here. There isn't, quite frankly, very much to it. That's what I was at. Like, was the shop visible from where we were, where we are, when we parked, or what have you? You didn't notice it when you parked. You do have a just kind of looking out your window. Can see that there. You think maybe across the the street there, there might be some sort of shop. You're not really sure what kind. Uh, and then, as you look out the window, you see a couple of houses. You obviously see the church and the vicarage. That's really just about all you can see sight-wise. I mean, there are other uh, lights, uh, other housing houses in the village. You know that. You can see them from your from your windows. But knowing which one is which one is the short house is hard to tell at this point. Well, if you two are going to go visit Wheelwrights, 
maybe myself and the ladies could call on the vicar. At this time of night? Not at, not at night. I thought we were doing this the next day. <laughs> no, they, they are doing this <laughs> in the oh, evening. Oh, yeah, they're well. sneaking out. They, they are sneaking out. They're bunked together because they're both a bunch of nefarious men. and uh, Air-do-wells. That's right, air-do-wells. And so they are going to uh, flip into the evening. Go exploring the English countryside without a doctor. This will go great. Exactly. Do we hear them sneaking out? Like, seriously? They haven't snuck out yet. Wow. They, haven't, they haven't done anything yet. Hurry so, up. So, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. How many ways up and down? Is there just like the one stairway that comes up to the second floor? Oh, yeah, you bet. Okay. What's the second story situation here? Um, it's a two-story English inn. Uh, so there's... I mean, not a ton around, probably a direct drop to the ground, as it were. It's a stone building here, stone-faced anyway. There's, there's window sills and uh, places where you could, you know, if you popped open the window, you could use the window frame as leverage, and, or not leverage, but something to hang on to and then drop down. Monsieur Doyle, why don't you uh, go out the front door? Do you have a, uh, a torch? I'll hold up like, my flashlight. Yeah, yeah, I do. Which side of the building is my is our window facing? Like, is it the same wall as the front door, or is it a different wall? It's a different wall. And then you want me to come around and meet you outside? I will attempt to find the, uh, the wheel right, and I will flash you at the door where you'll be waiting outside the end with a pipe or a cigarette. Or... You read my mind. Yeah, Doyle gets to see me gear up because I'm scared that there might be a giant dogman out there. So the the desperado montage starts. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I strap on my my shotguns. Jack, what you see here as he rolls out this kit is something that reminds you very quickly and rapidly of the war. So, while not an exact fit to World War One, a lot of what is here seems like not commando pack prepare. All these weapons have. Weapons and gear have specific slots and orders and buckles, and uh, it looks pretty serious. Very nice. I, I'll you look at some of your stuff. Oh, by all means. Well, I hand them a shotgun and <laughs> rifle, pistol. They're well maintained. I have to pick up some more equipment later, but yeah, be nice. Very nice. Are rifles legal to carry out in the countryside? Hunting rifles, yes. Although. A rifle, specifically, is probably going to get you eyed pretty quickly. Well, what I was thinking was I would give Doyle my rifle to shoulder when he goes outside. Okay. I mean, dangerous times, right? I don't know if I want to hang out in front of the inn holding a rifle. Fair play? Just saying. I'll leave the rifle behind then. So yeah, I'll wait for... Doyle to leave, and then I will uh, make my way out the window. Okay, Mr. Doyle, are you being relatively quiet when you leave, or are you just being your own self? I'm going to be my own self. No reason to act like I'm sneaking. Sure. Um, so, Miss Lane, you do hear people moving around up here. You're not sure if all of the bedrooms are taken, but you do uh, hear people moving around. I poke my head out the door. Do I see anything going on? <laughs> yeah, you see Jack walking down the stairs. Well, I'm taking my camera, too. 
Does he hear me open the door? Um, I would imagine so. Well, actually, give me a listen roll, Jack, because the steps you're going down aren't necessarily very quiet. Nope. Yes! No, you don't hear him. I slipped back in the room, and I, I'm pretty sure I brought a machete with me. I'm already wearing pants and boots and stuff, so... Are you going to wear a hockey mask, too? Hell yeah, I am. I put the, 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 not the blade down, but the handle down of the axe into my boots. If, uh, if you are going to make your way out of the window, that is definitely going to be a climb roll. All right, let's do this. You ready? I'm ready. You're going to fall so hard. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. Oh, and we he sticks do... the landing with a 15 at 40. You're like a gymnast. Uh, you uh, lift the window. It lifts with ease. No no concern there. It's probably a, a little loose, actually. And uh, you slip out into the night. Uh, you see that you're in the side lot of uh, the Laughing Horse Inn. And you basically gracefully just slip down and land on your feet. There's no fuss. There's no concern. Everything is real fluid. I get low and start looking down the road. If there are lights on in all the buildings, then I'll probably veer well off the road into, like, the field areas behind the houses. Sure. Uh, but if there are dark spots, um, I'll move between them until I can find uh, a shot, basically. Okay, yeah. So what we'll do is uh, we'll, we'll you move off then into the uh, hedges and whatnot, and then we'll resolve the Lillian and Jake situation not going to be a situation that i'm going to follow them yeah i'll go down i'm going to go down the stairs i'm not going out the window like some gymnast <laughs> jack you head down you you get onto the main level you see there's still a couple of patrons down here uh it's got to be past 7 30 now there's still a couple people milling about most of the, the community here is farmers so you're imagining they don't stay up too terribly late i'm not uh i'm inside pass yeah you see uh the gentleman that served you your first drink here is behind the bar. It's just, uh, down for a nightcap. Uh, no, I'm going to go out and smoke first. Maybe I might be back in a few minutes. All right, then. He nods and goes back to chatting with the gentleman he has at the bar. You head outside. Where are you, to, where are you headed to first, uh, Mr. Doyle? Well, I'm going to get out in the front area so I can see as much of the town as possible. Before I have okay. to move, and light up a cigarette, wait for uh, my signal. Okay, fair enough. A couple moments pass. Miss Lane, you hit the ground floor. You see the aforementioned uh, barman and his uh, compatriot. He uh, greets you. Oh, yes, I... Uh, is everything all right? Do you need something? No, everything's just great. Thanks. He, he looks a little quizzically at you. Are you heading out the front door? Is there any other exits besides the window? Mm. Uh, the kitchen. Or that would be awkward. <laughs> Just slightly. Can I use your kitchen door? No. Um, it's already awkward. Don't mind my machete. <laughs> <laughs> I have an axe. Okay, not a machete. Let's, you know. <laughs> oh, that's so much better. <laughs> it's a small axe. It's a hand axe. I'm a hatchet. It's a hatchet, yeah. It's in my boot. I'm, I'm assuming I'll head out the front door. Is there any window or anything so I can make sure that Jack's not there still? There are windows at the front of the establishment. Uh, if you'd like to make a spot hidden roll, you, it, it's going to be uh, you're going to be at disadvantage. So you have to roll it twice here on roll twenty, but you'll be at disadvantage because it's dark out there. 
60 out of 88 is the higher one. That's the higher one. You still pass. So there is a figure that you can kind of see through one of the windows. You have to pause just slightly and, and kind of lean a bit to the right. But you see that there's someone who's about Jack's height uh, standing outside. Looks like they're smoking. Trying to decide if I'm going to interrupt him or if I'm just going to wait for him to saunter off to wherever the heck he's going. Because I still don't know that Simone's with, going to be with him. Simone, you, uh, you've moved off. Yeah, I'm just looking for the wheelwright and avoiding dogs. Uh, give me a stealth roll. Jack, you finish your smoke. 29 to 75. That's a hard success for you. Uh, uh, you definitely avoid dogs, and moreover, you know that a couple of the nearby properties here have them. And you can hear one, two houses over milling around. You can... Tell us a dog because it uh, yaps just a little. Miss Lane, are you still staying inside or are you heading out? No, I'll head out. Oh, is Jack still there? He put a cigarette out, right? He did, no? but, he, but he's still there. Shit. You head out, ran right, run right into Doyle, essentially. I figured I would. I jump a little bit startled, thinking that he had already left. Give me Miss Lane. Mr. Doyle, what you doing? Having a smoke. Fantastic. You doing anything else? Uh, why would you ask me something like that? What would I be doing? Um, getting into trouble. Because you like to do that. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I've come dressed for the occasion. If you need somebody to get in, you know, to help you get into trouble. Tell you what, down that way, I look down this way. Let me know if you see a light flash. Okay. Check me via spot roll. Extreme success. Sweet goodness. Miss Lane did not come unprepared. I mean, she doesn't have a uh, shotgun. No, well, but, yeah. <laughs> but she did, she is armed. Yeah, you can tell that. Um, what do you you keep it in your riding boot, right? Correct. Yeah, so she's got this this hatchet you've seen her carry before, um, but she's got it pretty well secured and tucked in. But it's available. You think that's going to help with a uh, werewolf? Well, they can't bite you with a, with their head off them, can they? It's true. That is I mean, true. Maybe they can. I, I don't know anything about werewolves, but I mean, so so why are we looking in different directions? Waiting for a signal. So, uh, Simon, you uh, make your way through a couple of the fields. I guess give me a cardinal direction, and that'll give me a better idea about where you're going. Based on what we were able to see of the town, you know, from the road, from like a higher vantage point, and being in here. Um, I'm trying to are these houses like really scattered does, does there seem to be a centralized place of business commerce yeah yeah actually you're you're pretty well in it um, okay. so your first couple movements in the, the direction you go takes you kind of parallel along the main road not directly but enough to where you can get a view of it and you view that the you see across the road from the end is what looks to be some sort of general goods store. As you continue on that path, you do run into that house I mentioned that has the dog. Um, you know it's there, so you you do get around it. Um, and then beyond the general store, so if you were going north, continuing north from the general store, that is where the church is. You can see the church with has lights on and stuff like that. Church, the end of the town, or is it in this like the center? Um, it's not. It's 
So just like judging by the location that you can see with your own eyes here, uh, the church does seem to be mostly centered in the town, uh, but it's a bit north from the main road. It looks like that main road heads back west, and there are a few houses that go west. Do all these buildings have like the same chimneys? They're very similarly built. Is there one that looks like it would be equipped to have a forge? Like a, like a more, like maybe a, maybe an iron chimney or, I don't know, a building where things like smelting would be done? Give me a spot hidden roll, and it's going to be a hard requirement. No, it's fair. Okay. Um, you see all around you, a lot of these English cottages look, or houses look very similar in design. And so from the light you have and from the just general state of things, it's difficult to say what's what. You almost get a little turned around. I'll get my bearings. Okay. Yeah, you do the smart thing. You stop. Uh, the church really becomes your focal point because it's so big. I suppose there's any signs about... Uh, no, there are not. Okay. You don't think the village is big enough to require them? Sure. Now, the general store has a sign, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I guess that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for other places that have signs. The place isn't that large. And I'm just trying to, you know, scout the place without anyone really knowing I'm out here. So other than the inn and the general store and what you know of the church, because obviously you don't need a sign to know it's a church, those are really the only signed buildings here. Is there an address in the clue? Um, not that you remember hearing when the, when it got read or when you read over it. You don't remember there being a specific address. There aren't, I mean, just judging visually, there aren't actually proper streets per se. No actual streets or addresses here. So I have uh, an epiphany. I will, I'm going to head toward the church. The uh, wind picks up and so does the storm. Yeah, I'll slide in. You slide in? I have my coat on. <laughs> so I'm still like walking into a church strapped and I'm looking for an attendee of some kind you don't see anyone initially do I hear anyone is there anything here as you're walking up you can tell that the church itself seems to be fairly well maintained at least the grounds are as you enter the church you see that there is a section where they you know, keep candles and whatnot for saying prayers um, but you don't see any evidence of someone awake. Like an empty church? Either that or somebody's asleep. I leave. You get a very unsettling feeling when you walk back out. Make me a listen roll. At 97 number 60. It starts as a bit of a high-pitched noise. And then it kind of rolls around the bottom of your left ear. The pitch goes up and up almost create a whine where you have to kind of cock your head. Jack, you and Lillian see the sky get really bright for a moment after thunder. And when it gets really bright, you see a singular arc of electric light hit the steeple of the church. So on your ground zero, essentially, for the boom that happens afterwards. You hear the peal of thunder, the crackle that hits, uh, and you can even hear the singe 
on the veins on top of the steeple. Like my my gut response would be to dive for cover. You dive for sure. So is that the signal we were looking for, Jack? <laughs> no, no, that is not the signal we were looking for. I hope not. You pick yourself up. The rain starts coming down a little harder. Jack and Lillian, why don't you make me listen rolls as well? Oh, I hear it. Whatever it is. Not me. Jack, the lightning and the thunder is pretty close now. The the storm is is coming through for sure. Uh, And you kind of tuck yourself a bit back just to keep yourself from getting too drenched. In the after effects, the after echoes of this rumble as it turns its way around the villages and then the surrounding hills, Lillian, you hear on the air, high on the air, this... It starts out as a whine, almost like a dog that needs to be let out the back door. And it grows into a singular, long howl. And you feel all the hair on the back of your neck stand on edge. I shiver a little bit, and I turn back to Jack, and hey, hey, Jack, did, did you hear that? The lightning? Yeah, I heard that. It's there. How could I not hear it? I don't mean the lightning, but what came after. The, um, it sounded like a howl. Howl? You sure your nerves aren't playing tricks on you? It could be, but... Mike, do I know which way the howl came from? Uh, no, it's very difficult to tell which way it came from. How long have we been waiting for <clears throat> this signal signal from this mysterious person, otherwise known as Simone? Probably ten minutes. Jack, do you think we should go find whoever you're waiting for? Well, I don't know where he is. So I don't know where we go to look for him. That was the reason for the signal, was to let me know when they, he finds where he's looking for. Apparently he has gone adventuring by himself. I'm making my way back to the end, by the way. Okay. <laughs> Just may take a few minutes. Oh, and I make a request while you're looking for the light. If you see a large, shaggy uh, figure with teeth and claws, let me know as well. I figure I would start running, and then you will know. Is that cool? I mean, is that okay? That's fair. That's fair. Okay. You guys are talking outside and kind of going back and forth a bit, and uh, it's at that point uh, over Lillian's shoulder. Jack, you see... You see uh, Simone coming back. I'm still I'm still not necessarily trying to be spotted, so I'll get to the corner of the building, like the wall that I came down. I'll flash a light down where, down toward the front door. Okay. Oh, there's our uh, signal. Then I'll see Lily, and then I'll shake my head. <laughs> Just kind of keep my back to the wall. I turn and look to where Jack is looking at. I mean, there's someone moving closer. All right, I head that way. It was not necessarily easy to uh, determine which one of these houses belongs to Monsieur Short. I guess we'll have to get up tomorrow and uh, do a thorough investigation of the village. Slane here says she heard a howl. Did you hear a howl? Pardon? Howl, you know, like a wolf howl. And an out, an out. Oh, it's like an owl, like woo. No, 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 <laughs> not owl as in woo. Howl as you know what? Don't worry about it. Do you see, hear either of them? So I'll see you upstairs. You gonna walk upstairs? <laughs> you don't want to climb in the window? <laughs> I'm taking my window back up. <laughs> you, you get back upstairs into your rooms unmolested. The barkeep gives you a quick 
nod as you head back up. Coming in. It's getting a little bit noisy about there, huh? Rain's coming down? Yeah, it's howling out there. I give Jack a look. Like he stops <laughs> wiping down the bar. He gives you a look. Really? Yeah, I mean, it's storm brewing. I wink at the bartender as I walk by. I'm actually going to have a, a drink and talk to the bartender for a little bit. Just Lane goes upstairs and heads to bed. Jack, you uh, sit down at the bar. You're the only one here. I'm sorry, am I keeping you up or are you going to be up for a little bit? Uh, I'm just getting to just settle everything down. Can I ask you a couple of questions? Sure. How many uh, wolves in this area? Oh, um, I don't know. I mean, we don't really get a whole lot of wolves. We mostly get stray dogs and sheep dogs and those sorts of things. And then, of course, there's the black dogs. Black dogs? Sure, sure. I mean, you're not, you're not from here, so you probably don't know those stories. No, I don't. Well, let me tell you something. There's a, a local legend that goes back hundreds of years. Stories say that they're spirits or they're lost dogs that uh, were once family dogs and those family dogs had gone away. These black dogs are sinister. I think that it's all a bunch of codswaddle. It's just old rumors and legends people tie themselves to. But they say that they come around and they they bark at people or they bite people. Or When I was growing up here, old Lady Kessler said that uh, black dogs meant death. And if anybody saw one, they would die within a week. And of course, it's not true. He pours you a bit of whiskey. It's funny, my uh, ma used to tell me stories about uh, black dogs from the old country. Mm, yeah. Carpenters of ill omen, they said. Sure. Sure, but these are just legends. That's all they are. Tumwell probably shot some dog, some sheep dog from two towns over that you know, got into a few things. And maybe it was rabbit or who knows. We haven't seen the thing in months, so. I mean, it's sure, I'm sure it's nothing, but it is an interesting story, right? Well, it's brought you all the way out here. Yeah, we, uh, we look into interesting stories from this uh, village or town. Yeah, my whole life. You know much of its history? Sure. Anything interesting? Is there an interesting history here? Well, there is one family here in town that is, you could say, interesting. The Vanes. Hmm. Lord Arthur Vane and his family have lived in Plum Castle for generations. He's an Oxford man, you understand. Older, getting on, but he's got his son, uh, Lawrence. Oh, and his daughter, Eloise. They're about uh, as close to royalty as we get here. Lord Vane. Well, he doesn't come much out of the castle anymore. He had to go to London and whatnot during the war, and some of the, the time served didn't do him very well. I understand that. Oh, did you serve? Yes, I did. I'm from France. Well, he sets a second glass up and pours himself a drink. Well, here's to you. Much obliged. Oh, but yeah, I mean, as far as local legends, and there's Mantour, there's the hills and whatnot that are close by. They attract all sorts of travelers, and um, you should go check it out. Mantour's, it's not too far. 
I think I might. What's the what's the local legend about that? Oh well, um, it's always a local legend. <laughs> well, they say, listen, I've heard this for years, but they say that there was a old abandoned mine there, uh, covered up by rocks years ago, and that uh, fairies and uh, and whatnot like to play there uh, at night. And if you listen hard, you can hear them whisper their uh, secrets to you. Interesting. So I will definitely have to uh, get a uh, tour out there, a little walk. I'd suggest you take a walking stick. It's a bit of a hike. He wipes the bar one more time. Well, yeah. Thank you for the conversation and the drink. Of course, and, uh, and you are? Doyle. Jack Doyle. He extends his hand. Michael. Michael Cromwell. Proprietor. Well, it's a lovely establishment you have here. Uh, the wife keeps it that way. I just do the best to keep the bar. You do an excellent job, and same to your wife. Gives you a nod. Uh, I'll see you in the morning for breakfast. Sir, I head upstairs. Head upstairs. And night falls on all of our investigators. And just like that, moments later, morning arrives as I hold within my hands the power of both the sun and the moon. Uh, so breakfast is roughly about seven-ish here at the Lapping Horse. It is everything you could possibly want if you like an English breakfast. Mm. Uh, so there are fresh sausages, eggs, breads, cheeses, beans, all manner of things that you could get into. Alice seems to cook for an army which hasn't arrived yet and so uh, there are definitely opportunities for everybody you're all at the breakfast table which is really just a couple of circular tables put together because you're the only folks staying here i'm eating quite healthily i talked to the barkeep last night what did you have to say jack well we talked a little bit about uh legend of the black dog which is mike can i get a, a cult roll on the on black dogs yeah absolutely can i take it too of course that is an eight under 35 hard success Ooh. 17 out of 83 so the both of you when he says black dog remember the legend of a bar guest a mythical monstrous black dog with big teeth and there are legends in Northern England of these massive dogs being an omen of death. And that if somebody notable passes, meaning, you know, somebody, somebody dies, it is uh, sometimes a, a bar guest will appear. Do you believe that this is what we are looking for? Uh, not necessarily. Uh, you're going to find this uh, particular table all over the, here. My mom used to tell me about stories about it when I was young. Yeah, I don't know if I know anything about them at attacking anyone, though. I think it depend, kind of depends. Uh, some of them, I think, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? It's interesting that they'd have dog attacks, as it were. Yeah, but you can call a wolf attack a dog attack. Plus, the way that the injuries were described, I don't think we're dealing with a dog. I mean, a normal, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I agree. It's 
It's a, it's absolutely abnormal. Maeve, why don't you make me a spot head roll? Uh, one out of 68. Ooh. It does not get any better than that. Okay, a couple of things. You realize that the bar here is a little bit more than it seems, like as you're kind of going through breakfast and you're talking back and forth with Sigmund and Jack. And you also realize that behind the bar, there is a string, which on it, there are several herbs. Now, you probably thought nothing of it. It's very common to dry herbs where you have a spot. There probably isn't a ton of room in the kitchen. And so you probably just passed over it last night and didn't think anything of it. But as you are looking at it a little closer in these dried herbs, these dried plants that are drying, you see of curved purple flowers, something that is synonymous with wolfsbane. Yeah, I'm going to point out to Sigmund the wolfsbane. Interesting. Definitely not for medicinal purposes. No, um, you both know, given your relative knowledge, that if that is actual wolfsbane, it's poison, yeah. Do you think it grows wild out here? I would imagine so. And why would a place that serves food keep poison? Mike, with my hard success on the occult, uh, do I know that wolfsbane is usually to repel lycanthropes yeah absolutely well i would probably know that too but you probably I would think it is most likely a ward to keep them away yeah but then you're saying that they willingly know that that's what's going on and not a dog attack it is one thing to know it is another thing to believe yeah is the bartender behind the bar no, you haven't seen him today. You've seen Alice. Oh, is she up by the bar? Uh, she's coming in and out, so she's getting plates for you. It's it's not like there's a buffet sitting here. She's having to, right. you know, work the six of you. There's a buffet. No, okay, there's well, no, I, there's no buffet. I'm gonna go um, walk up towards like where she's coming in and out and stop her a moment. Mm, yes, dear. Um, excuse me, is that... Are those your dried herbs? Hmm, she turns around. Oh, yeah. yeah. We've... We just put them there. I like the color. She smiles. And so you're saying it grows wild out here? Hmm, yeah. Uh, up on the uh, tour there, it grows the whole way up. Do you know what particular plant that is oh sure it's wolfsbane she winks at you yeah so it's a good idea to have some oh if you want to be protected from wolves she she gives you like a joking smile i just can't keep it for the color there's i love purple uh can i figure out if she's uh kind of dodging the question um you can roll psychology okay i have a little bit uh, no, 85 out of 10. You're fairly certain that she's being pretty straight with you. Okay. Uh, she doesn't seem to be dodgy in any way. She likely just keeps it above the bar because, well, it looks pretty. And I will tell her thank you and go back to the table. Yes, enjoy your breakfast. 
you guys get all you know fattened up but but continue please so apparently it grows wild out here well if it actually does repel werewolves that is what would just for us <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know that we know anybody who's actually tested that theory and if we do would they even tell us I do not think this is the sort of theory that one tests. Well, I think we're going to end up testing it, right? It either works or it doesn't. <laughs> Looking around this inn, does this seem to be a place that would have materials? If I wanted to find a place that had maps or any other like places of information about Adele? Hmm... No, that's probably the general store across the street. Okay. Um, so after we wrap up breakfast, I'll look at my watch, looking at the table. Uh, I'll say, need to polish out some things in the town. If you want to meet me, I'll be heading to the church around, uh, say, noon. Okay, very good. Au revoir. I'll tip my hat and just kind of shuffle out. You head across the street. Yep. You step into a general store, so... A uh, small retail spot, counter, um, all sorts of different tools, uh, groceries. So you get, you know, provisions. They have a pretty wide range here. Newspapers, whatnot. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll try to put together a little visitor's package for myself. Yeah, it's not hard. Pretty simple. You even get a map of the, like a topographical map of the surrounding area. It looks like they sell them for folks who are going to Mamtor. And is there a, like, local map? Uh, there doesn't seem to be. I mean, the, there's a guy behind the counter you could ask if you wanted. Right. I'll bring myself up to the counter. Will that be it? Uh, perhaps. Uh, I am a part of... Uh... An investigator team that is going to be spending some time in the town, and we were looking for uh, resources, people, or information we could use to uh, aid in our research. Research investigator team. He looks a little puzzled. You're not one of those fellows from the Times. Oh, like a uh, a journalist? No. No, we are merely uh, representing some interested parties. There have been some reports of injuries in the area, and we are simply here to uh, make sure that the incidents are no longer occurring. Injuries. You must be talking about the what happened to Osgood and whatnot, huh? Uh, it is possible that these uh, incidents are linked. It's one of the reasons we are here. Well... Constable's taking care of all that. I'm sure it's all for nothing, but uh, but uh, he kind of looks over what you've picked through. Looks like you're uh, ready for a, a walk, though. One of the responsibilities of our job is to make sure that we survey the areas very thoroughly. Sure, sure. Well, it's a beautiful country for you to see while you're here. Ah, uh, yes, we've been stuck in it at least twice. Hmm. Yes, these roads, they'll never get them right. I do not suppose you have access to a uh, a map of the the town, the the olds, the distribution of houses and businesses. Oh, a town map. Um, well, there's not much to it. 
Uh, so if if you head out here, he points to the door, and you head down the way, he points right, uh, you'll see the church. You can't miss it. Um, but yeah, I, there's really just a left and right road there. If you head to the left, where, the, where it forks, you could take it all the way out to Osgood. If you stay right, we go past the church and eventually to Castle Plum, the Vane's place, but uh, probably should phone ahead if you're going to see the Lord. There were a couple of people uh, that we were hoping to talk to or uh, next of kin. I believe uh, I'll take my I'll take my notebook out. I believe one of them was a uh, involving the daughter of one uh, John Perkins. Tragic tale. If you want information on that, um, he kind of collects your things and, and uh, your best bet is to speak with Constable Tomwell. He's, he's probably making his morning rounds now. He can give you all the information. I mean, they had, they had, they had people up from police here look into it, and Tumwell knows all about that. So that would be, that'd be your best bet. I mean, we're, it's a quiet village, and, and it's a wonderful place for visitors, and we just want to make sure everybody understands that. Yeah, please make no mistake, monsieur. We are not here to cause any discomfort or cause a stir in your town. Um, there oh, are really some people that are curious about what has happened here, but uh, for the majority of our work, we are researchers. Well, uh, I, I, again, uh, I would just say the constable will be your best bet. Everybody else who's at breakfast, what are you up to? I assume that we're going to be figuring out where we're going today, and if we're going as one group or are we splitting up? So where do we have to stop today? Like, what places? Well, we wanted to go to the Vickers. We wanted to swing out by the uh, farm where the attacks happened. We wanted to maybe go see the wheelwright's place. I don't, I mean, you can't get in it, but, you know. Well, if we split up, we'll cover more ground. On the other hand, fewer people, the more we may miss if we were somewhere. How long ago did the attack happen? It happened May 13th, 1924. It happened on May 13th. So it happened last year, the the, the attacks? Correct. Yeah. So why are we going to the attack site? Yeah, there's going to be no evidence, no anything out there. Um, because if it is uh, somebody related or that knows them or is them, uh, there will be evidence. Maybe a den. There's all kinds of things you can figure out, even though it's been a while. It's not like the creature's gone away. And, and you guys learned last night that, or well, from you heard from the gentleman at the bar, the Perkins family is still around, and so are the Osgoods. So there are people to talk to. Right, but at the attack site, are there any houses or anything right there? Or was it out in the middle? I can't remember where. No, it was at the Osgoods. And... I'm just saying physical evidence-wise of an attack, there will be nothing. Two attacks with the Osgoods. Yes, two attacks. Mm -hmm. We can talk to the people, but there will probably... I can't imagine there will be physical evidence, but... Well, no, not of that particular attack. But there may be evidence of an, a large animal roaming around. Right. Dead animals. How much wolf spain there 
planting, all kinds of stuff. I just want to make sure we're not expecting to find something where an attack actually took place, like from the article, because that's that that would be very unrealistic of us. So we're going to go to the Vickers, the places where the attack happened, and then the wheelwrights. Is that correct? Yes. Now the question is, do we all go as one group or do we split up? I think we should split up in pairs. That's three places, two people apiece. Let's you and I go to the vicar. Alrighty. God, we're going somewhere together. Yes, we are. Yeah. And I figured the vicar would be best because you need Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Come now. Miss, Miss Lane's a modern woman. She doesn't need Jesus. <laughs> According to foresight. That's right. Okay, so that means that uh, someone's going to head to the farm, the Osgood farm, and that also means that someone is going to end up going to. Um, well, we have to we have to cover the Perkins house. So who's going there? I will go to the Perkins house. I can go to the farm by myself. I think Maeve wanted to go to the farm too, right, Maeve? Well, I want to go to the Osgoods since two attacks happened there. How close are the Perkins and the Osgoods? Uh, like within 50 yards of each other. Oh, well, then four of us could go because they're like not very far apart. You know, we're going to meet uh, Simone at the church at noon. He needs Jesus too. At the Vickers. <laughs> He's got Jesus. <laughs> In the trunk. Oh, no. And we can all go out to these two farms that are right next to each other and then meet Simone at noon. Fair enough. Hey, we, we can. I just don't want to overwhelm these people with five strangers walking up and asking them questions. And poking around their houses outside. Okay. I would, I feel like people would talk more and be more open if there's, you know, again, five strangers not standing there staring at them. Well, I just don't think it makes sense to go to the church twice, is basically my point. Where is Simone? He went to go get some things, he said. Well, he was going to do some stuff, so he's like, well, why don't we meet up at the church at noon? All right, let's all go to the farms. i tell you what, why don't you guys go to the farms, and I want to take a walk out to this uh, tour they told me about. Oh, pick up some wolfsbane while you're out there, because apparently it grows all over there. Okay, what exactly does wolfsbane look like? Uh, it's the flowers that were hanging over the bar. There's a lot of flowers hanging over the bar. The purple ones. Okay. If you eat it and it makes you sick, it's probably Wolfsbane. Just an FYI. That is a good idea. Yeah, just just nibble on it. Just a little. So, um, Jack, you head out. You know, it's going to be a little bit of a walk. Um, you can't miss Ooh. it, but you, it's going to be a bit of a walk to get there. I take, my, I take a walk and stick. That's right. You take a walk and stick. The rest of you head to... Uh, are you heading to the Osgoods first, or are you going to go to the Parkins' house? 
Which one's closer to the church? Both like right next to each other. They're fairly close. You'll end up walking past the Parkins house to get to the Osgood farm. So we might as well go to their place first. For the time between basically when I left for breakfast and noon, I'm just going to be making a map. You're going to map the village? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, in, my, it's in my skill set. It is, quite, quite literally. Yeah, I, I scout around. I make note of noteworthy places. I familiarize myself with, you know, layout and purpose of various structures. I will get you a, I will send you a handout in a little bit. All right, cool. Okay. The four of you walk up to what appears to be a, an English cottage of sorts. It's just down the road from from the inn itself. Not, not too terribly far. Has nice um, shrubs, pretty well maintained. There's, there's an, a sign that says Parkins House, but you do just kind of by way of dowsing and then eventually locate the front door and the walk-up not the talker so i'm not gonna walk up and start talking it's totally your party how is it my party i'm never the talker i was gonna go to church <laughs> I'm, I'm here to watch maybe sigmund if that is the will of the group then that is the way it will work it's the will okay um, so uh, sigmund you uh, approach the house and see that the house at least at the nearest the road uh, as you get deeper and deeper towards the house you, you begin to pick up um, small not imperfections but things are just a little bit off here there are some things that have not been put away or there's a pair of shoes a pair of muddy shoes that are on the, the porch here that look like they've been here for a little while the mailbox here doesn't look like it's been answered in a few weeks, maybe. I don't know if anyone is home. Do you notice anything out of the ordinary in, like, the yard? Mm, not terribly out of the ordinary, no. Does it look abandoned? Mm, no, it doesn't look abandoned. Did you knock on the door, Doctor? No, I was more taking in the front yard, but I will now. Okay. I was just wondering. I didn't know if nobody answered. You knock on the door. After uh, a minute or so, you see a uh, gentleman, probably in his uh, in his late forties, come to the door. Uh, he's got graying hair at the temples. He looks a bit thin. Uh, he's dressed in a pair of uh, what look like just working attire. Looks like he has some sort of uh, wrench in his hand. I think he was working on something. I help you. Good tag, Herr Parkins. My name is Dr. Sigmund Tattenbach. These are my associates. We would like to ask you a few questions as to what happened with the attack last year. He kind of looks over the group, as it were, steps outside, closes the door. Now, uh, I don't know what you're on about, what news or something for the paper or whatnot, but... Neither. It is a private investigation private. Well, what do you want to know? Sigmund looks to the rest of the group. Which people were attacked outside their residence? Their daughter. Oh, and she did not survive. Correct. Because it was only a herald that survived. Okay. Did you happen to see the dog that um, 
was on your property? He twitches a little bit, like his mouth twitches, and he grits his teeth. You were no dog. I did this to my daughter. But no, I I didn't see it. I only saw what it left. And what makes you think that it wasn't a dog? Because I've... I'm not, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I actually believe you're 100% correct. I just am trying to get perspective, so I do not mean to offend. Yeah, he uh, he nearly uncorks in front of you. And he kind of bites back his words a little bit. I have raised dogs all my life. I know what it, like when a dog goes wrong. I know what it looks like. And that weren't no dog that did that to her. You have any other large wild animals in the area? No. I didn't think I'd, so. Uh, sheep are plentiful here because there are very few predators. You might get a dog that gets nippy a bit, but we don't have any dogs around here that like that. And I don't believe the police's story. Well, I'm sure that they said that so that people would feel safe again. No. No. Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to get so upset about it. Oh, it's completely understandable. They're doing it because they want to protect the man on the hill. The Lord? Lord Arthur Vane. Why would it protect him? I don't assume you know our politics. No. Well, let's just say that He's a member of the House of Lords. And so he's got word down in London. Title, right. And so the police come here and they scrub clean the real story of whatever's going on because they don't want the papers writing about it. And Lord Vane doesn't want Adele to be anything more than a blissful countryside retreat. Why don't you give me a psychology role? Don't do good at that. That's Sigmund's thing. Okay. I mean, anybody who's standing there could could read his... 58 under 75. It's, it's actually probably easier if you're a third party of the conversation to read. That's part of why I stopped talking. 86 out of 10. Woohoo! Okay, so uh, Sigmund, you can tell that John Parkins is ready to come unglued. He's so mad about what happened. Mr. Parkins, <clears throat> our investigation into this, we hope will bring some closure to you and your family. I'll tell you this much. If I had a finger to point, and I've got ten of them, I'd put it right on Lawrence Vane, Arthur's son. I know he had something to do with it. Why? Tom Carty, you probably saw him. Tall man. He's a neighbor. He points across his shoulder. He saw Lawrence Vane the night Lydia was murdered. He told me that he saw Lawrence looked a bit upset and he was hurrying from the direction of this house. Right over there, he kind of steps out a bit and points between the yard spaces, between the Osgood farm, which you can see is further down the lane, and then Parkins' property. Now, I know Corey's a man to drink occasionally at the bar, but if he tells me that he swears he sees Lawrence Vane hustling from that area upset the night they find my Lydia dead and there is something to that did the police do anything about it no 
No, they swept it under the fucking rug. What time do you, would you say that Lawrence was seen running from here? Cordy said it was the middle of the night. The middle of the night to him could be nine o'clock. He's a farmer. He goes to bed early. Did anything else strange happen that day? To truth be told, nothing that's important is losing my daughter. It was understandable. Mr. Perkins, I'm really sorry for your loss. Is it okay if we ask you a couple more questions? Just a few. The day that Lydia was was killed, was that night a full moon? I'm, I'm fairly certain it was, but I don't believe in any of that Codswaddle story about raving animals. Sure, no, um, uh, of course. Um, also, before and after the days of your daughter's death, was there any additional animal kills, cattle kills, randomly happen? Nothing I can remember. I mean, maybe I think Colts lost a sheep or something like that, but I don't remember any anything significant. Coming home and finding her body was the worst day of my life. I can only imagine. And we do appreciate you answering our questions. I'm sure it's hard. As the doctor said, um, we're here to try to bring closure to your daughter's case. And we, we apologize if we reopen the wounds. Miss Lane, why don't you give me a charm? And that's why I said I'm not the talker. 32 out of 65. Yeah, but she never wants to talk. He seems to calm a bit. And he kind of gets this resolved look on his face. And I hope you get to the bottom of whatever you get to. I put my hand on his shoulder. Yeah. Tell me. I hope so, too. We, we will keep you informed. Now, if there's nothing else, I've got to get back to it. Of course. Thank you. And you're going to head to the Osgood farm, yes? Yes. What was his neighbor's name, by the way, again? Uh, so the neighbor's name that he gave you was Tom Cordy. We may want to talk to him at some point. Or did we already talk to him at the farm? Was that oh, is that the lanky, dude? the lanky dude? Yep. Did he give them his name? I don't, I apologize. I, I must have missed that part. Or Yeah, he, he told you who he was. Okay. Cool. Never mind. Mm. We don't need to talk to him. So I'm going to draw the session to a close. We're, we're about at time. So we will, we will bring everything under wraps for this session uh, as we continue our investigation and uh, what may befall our investigators as they continue to search for the truth. So thank you so much for joining us. 